is Ghetto Gospel, a.k.a. Gigi the Storyteller, of which depends on which side of the fish you are dealing with here on Hot Words, Hot Topics. It's going to be a great show. Pull up a chair and lend a listening ear. Call 563-999-3742. Press 1 if you would like to drop a comment or two. Saturday. Got a little sun out here in Southern California, so I'm always happy about that to get that wonderful D, you know, the good D. <laughs> and some of you young folk may know what I mean, boy. I mean, y'all young folk, I love y'all. Y'all need to follow your own path. That's the first message that I would like to say here on Ovasi views. I had to get back into living life after Christianity. We're in part two. I dropped a lot of, um, you know, memories and messages and my experiences. And that's what it is, folks. You know, if you ever listen to in an Ovasi view, you would know that I came from Christianity from my mama's womb, honey. My father gave me the Bible. Boom, when I was seven years old, he's like, read that. I'm like, read this. At 16, I accepted Jesus Christ into my life. So I want to share a little bit of that with you all on that tip. But living life after Christianity, part two, is like the best thing that I've ever done for myself. Of all the decisions that I ever did, that was it. You know, to walk away from the church would occur like in 2008. And that's the story right there, and all of that <laughs> is going to be in my next book. I'm still working on Ghetto Gospels Diary, and I'm very close to putting that together. So y'all stay tuned. If you want a pre-copy, let me know. You can find me at ovasi93 at gmail.com. You want a pre-copy before October the 22nd, let me know. But anyway, living life after Christianity, part two, I was dropping just things off my mind, things that I have learned through the years, and my journey started 
in 2000, well, many journeys, but this one right here was 2011. I was doing a lot of research and looking things up, and a friend of mine, <laughs> oh, a friend of mine, she gave me this video, and she had me watch it and talked about um, the three days, and it's the sun, and the S-U-N, and all that tripped me out. You know, because I was raised and born in Christianity and all that. You know, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, all that, Jesus Christ, all that. Honey, I was on all that. And the thing for me is when I was younger, it didn't quite mesh up, you know, not fully some of the things that they teach you in the Bible. And, you know, you go to church and they get in this loop of, you know, joy comes in the morning (laughs) when tragedies come about you. And that's one of the things in my book, Ghetto Gospels Diary, 30 Days to Faith, I went through a tragedy. I was homeless. I was without a home. I had just broken up from this uh, six-year relationship, you know. It was family time for me, but, honey, y'all got to get the book. I had to dig in deep to who the hell I believed in and what I needed because it was a trip, you know. And being of a same-gender, same-sex relationship, you know, Christian's not really down with that either, and it's like funny me. You know, I thought Christianity and Christians are about love, but they're following the messages of Jesus Christ to love and stop throwing stones and having your own opinions like these Pharisees do. Whew, I got that off my chest. My goodness, my golly. You know, it's so much to say, but I want to start off with about the church. The church tells us about the Bible. The Bible is the inspired word of God, like I said, I'm going to go back into ghetto gospel. That's like my other alter ego when I'm flowing through this realm. Because sometimes she got to take over. Some things just don't be going right for old Miss Ilvasi. <laughs> so I need ghetto gospel to take over and do some critical thinking for me. Because sometimes things not adding up. So we have this inspired word of God. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of things in the Bible right, that we do need to take a look at, and then you meditate on that and see what it uh, gives to you, not these scriptures that's uh, destructive and and beating down people, and oh boy, we're going to get into that a little bit later on as we get into ghetto gospel coming out of the fog, but see, we blindly, we blindly believe we believe this, and we're openly, we're, and we're scared to be open about anything otherwise. You know, we have these doubts, and we're thinking, you know, I don't know, this is not kind of matching up. And then I'm gonna throw it in there. I may talk it about a little later when you have these pastors, and they're very much into this faith, faith, faith teaching and preaching. And I mention that because my book is 30 Days to Faith, and see my experience wasn't trying to get me goods, you know, the big house on the hill or the big fancy car and none of that, having faith in God and you'll get this, abracadabra, boom, you know, and all this ish. But for me, my faith was holding on, you know, so I can stand on my feet because things was rocky and rough. Again, rocky and rough as you're going through this life. And so we're you know, religion, you know, I've mentioned before, you know, there's like over 3,000 plus types of religion, which originally came from Catholic, Protestant, Christianity, and they branch out Buddhism and all this stuff. So I know some people may be going into spirituality, but then what is that? So if people want to ask me, and I've got some notes, and people was asking me, well, what do you believe, Gigi? <laughs> well, what? You know, because God, you know, I say God is who you think God is. I can say that, right? Y'all don't have to follow my path because my path is my path, you know? The thing is, we are ignorant to history and the scholars when we when it comes to studying, and I have studied, and I studied to where, mm, let's hold back just a little bit, 
but when you start seeing uh, philosophers and theologians and educators and, and even poets, you know, have a contribution to this thing we call the Bible, the inspired word of God, you know, we have Plato and Aristotle, you know, and then we have Dante Alighieri. You know, that's French. No, that's Italiano, however you pronounce that. But he was the writer of Dante's Inferno, of which, you know, rumor has it. Y'all look it up for yourself. But the book of Revelation comes from a lot of that, you know, the burning in hell, you know, to get people scared as hell. You know, I've had a show before, uh, and I played a song that everybody want to go to heaven but nobody wants to die. They do everything they can to stay here, and and that's a good thing. But when you are here, let's do the right things. Let's live life openly and freely and enjoy life here, even through the ups and downs and the ish that we go through in this life, in this realm, in this whatever the heck it is sometimes because people go through I don't know why I'm coming on this part, you know, but maybe I'll go with it. You know, people are in hardships right now, and especially due to this coronavirus, and you guys check out, you know, our past episodes when we do speak on that. You know, check out the replays on Spotify and on Blog Talk Radio. I really don't like to continue to repeat myself, but... You know, this coronavirus thing has gotten a lot of people in fear, you know, and then you have this Christianity, and then they have, um, you know, I I tell people, I said, look, I want to be like Abraham. Abraham walked with God, and that's what I want to do. And a lot of us know that that term God is a terminology term for president. It's a title, right? So, Here's a Gigi story. I don't know why I'm going this way, but here we go. Here on Avasi Views, when I was doing studying and I was telling people, this is back in 2012, and I was telling people, look, reminding people because Jehovah Witnesses, they already got the memo. You know, they're telling you that God is a title. It's like a president or something like that. It's not the name, right? And then you have the Jewish people saying, shh. You know, God is so holy, we cannot speak his name. And you, you this is Ovasi views, and that it sounds idiotic to me, like a lot of things about Christianity. It's like, what? Because, whoa, I got to call on Mama Papa. When you're in trouble, if you can, you, you can call on your parents or a loved one, you know, that, that entity, that physical entity. All right, back to the name. So I was looking up these names and all kind of stuff, and I looked up Yahweh, and I found out that Yahweh spelled uh, Y-A-W-E-H, something like that. Y'all forgive me. Um, But that was, one, it was saying that it was a woman. I was like, okay, you know, we're energy, we're spirit, okay. But another thing it talked about – Yahweh was married. Yahweh was like an anger God, and I can see that in the Bible, in the Old Testament, because Yahweh is always killing somebody today. I, you know, want you to sacrifice your son so you can prove to me that you love me. In my Ovasi view today in 2022 that we're chilling here, that shit sounds ugh, psychotic. You know, I want you to pretend that you're going to kill your son so you can prove that you love me. Mm -mm. So many different names of Yahweh, and then I did some more studying, and then I came across Yahuwah. So when I was doing my prayers, because I dabbled in Hebrewism a little bit, you know, um, so I'm doing my prayers, and I'm praying to Yahuwah, and I was getting attacked in Facebook back in the day when Facebook was good, you know, 2012, 13, around there. And people was attacking me, coming up, and, and just all kind of stuff, talking about um, they was banging on Yahuwah. And I was like, what is this? So as I moved more into Christianity and the names, and 
I made a conscious decision. It was coming on for a while, okay, before I got out the fog. It was coming on for a while, and then I realized I cannot do this. Again, I'm not telling you all not to do this. I'm speaking my truth on why I stopped, all right? This is Gigi, the storyteller. I got so many stories. I went off keister, but I don't know. Maybe somebody need to hear that part. I did do studying and researching and all kind of stuff, you know, to get to where I am today. And I'm going to tell you, I don't go to church, and I am <laughs> – I am the happiest that I ever been in my life. I'm gonna talk a little bit about that when we come back. What if? The universe, what if? My sacrifice, what if? My afterlife, what if? Everybody 
stop back. I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. This is my fucking life and I'm living it. I'm having fun. If you really care for me, prove that I need to live carefully. But I'll be damned if I put my own pleasure aside for an afterlife that isn't even guaranteed. We argue, and you're us. Stop playing games. My life's all I got, and heaven is all in my brain. And when I feel I'm in hell, my ideas are what get me through pain. Do as you please, and I just do me. I'm a human. I stay in my lane. Ill mind. This is Gigi, the storyteller here on Ovasi Views, only on Hot Words, Hot Topics. Listen, did y'all feel that pain, honey? We we all go through that journey because we're wondering. We know what we was told, but listen, let's stay on this journey, living life after Christianity. It's, it's kind of good for me. <laughs> it took me a while to get here eliminating some of my own fears and letting go of the Christian ideology after Christianity is definitely a process. And if you could manage to break from what has always been or what has always been told to you, be truthful to yourself. Y'all hear that agony in them lyrics, that passion in that last track? We must disregard what we think other people will think of us because we stopped going to church. And the beliefs you once believed, you know something else. And that's when current Christians get beside themselves. Everyone has their own way of dealing with death. So living a life after Christianity is loaded with segments of how you live in peace. The first thing that is very important for you to do is to not care. I, I repeated this one again. I said it on part one, but here's part two. Don't care about what other people think about about you, about you coming out of your own fog. If you're traveling on your own personal journal journey, by the time you come to the light of truth, know that you won't care about what dead people think. Knowledge is power, and using it is the real rapture. I have to say that again. I've seen tortured souls return again and again to the altar. It helps for some, but others, they continue to be looking for something, and it's like the matrix. Whatever you're looking for, guess what? It's inside of you. I understand the control of religion and however If you come out of the manipulation of that cherished Bible, and again, there's some good stuff in there, you just have to have discernment, know what you're really uh, watching and looking and paying attention to. But listen, wipe your eyes and stand strong against fearing those words like hell. You're going to hell if you don't you know, be this, and you're going to hell, and you're a sinner and pointing fingers. I remember up in the church house, and I was like, whoo, let me see, I was pregnant with my son, so I was like 22, and I'm in the church, and everybody talking about these things that they did before they accepted Christ as their Savior, and some were like hoes and hookers and drug addicts and pimps and all kind of stuff, and I'm, and they just praising the Lord all up and down the street and whatnot, and I'm watching them, and I'm like, but 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 I haven't did any of that. I'm still like fresh, you know, grew up in the church. As I told y'all, I was very naive. My mama kept us in the house. She wasn't playing, you know, and when I got pregnant, I got married, right? So I'm at this church, and they're like, I'm bad. I did this, and I'm a sinner, and I didn't have any of that. So I'm in trauma thinking, well, it's, how can I go to Jesus? I haven't did any of that. And then they're going to throw a little scripture at you that uh, there's no degree of sin. So 
We are born into sin. So y'all hear the trauma? That's trauma. This is Gigi the Storyteller here on Avasi Views. If you have any comments, I'm expecting people. If you want to jump in, press 1, and I'll get you in, you know. In my early years growing up in a church house in Watts on Calmai Street, there was this poster sign hanging up. I mentioned this before. It was on the right side of the pulpit, and it said, "If let every man examine himself. That's spirituality. That's cool. And in my opinion, I don't think Christians examine themselves. They're too busy looking outward. Oh, my goodness. I want to welcome you all. I want to welcome you all. I want to, you all to welcome Queen X in the mix. And I promise you, I'm having an issue. So until I hear her voice, I'm going to continue to speak because I have no choice. Here we go. I love being a freestyle poet. Queen X, welcome to Ovasi Views. And I know you have some truth and you have some some views about your own experience. Uh, I brought you to the show because I'm not fully aware because I'm not on social like that, but I catch a little bit about you, your questioning, and you have some strong ideas and opinions. So I would like to open up the mic to you to express where you're coming from when it deals with Christianity, the church, religion, God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, how it obtains to your life. If you can let them know. Well, thanks for having me, TG, storyteller. Um, I'm 33. I'm in my Jesus year. <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. I grew up with both my parents in the church, so naturally I was in church, Christian. And it was, um, I was in a four-square church mostly. And uh, maybe every now and then a Baptist church, I guess. I still don't mm. understand why there's denominations, if it's the same thing. Um, but I think that's just human in us. Um, I grew up, you know, with all the Bible stories about Abraham and David and Goliath and Daniel and the lion's den and all these other things. And I was just like, well, okay, great. This is this is this is what we believe in, <laughs> you know. Um, I can't say that I didn't have questions even then, but the questions that I did have. Um, I wasn't getting satisfactory answers. And I didn't even have that many questions because everybody in every culture believes in something. You can't be a human being and not believe in something. And Christianity was what we chose to believe in. And it was just as simple as that. And, yes, I had a couple of questions. But it wasn't anything that was like, my whole world is turned upside down. I just can't believe I believe this. I'm so stupid. The only time I started to um, not not even doubt Christianity, but I began to understand distinctions. Um, religion in its rare form, uh, or I should say bare form, is simply a practice that you do. A religion is a habit. Religion is something that um, kind of structures what you believe in by way of presenting to you the results that come from doing this thing every single day. So in all actuality, you know, making sure you have three square meals a day is a religion. We, you know, I got the bare basics of it. Um, organized religion, institutionalized religion, um, that's where I see a lot of issues. I remember being in the Bay Area. I moved in with my dad. He was no longer uh, in a church. 
but we had home church, which we called soul work because we used uh, lessons in the Bible and we also used other texts that was what some would call worldly. So we were understanding the brain. We were understanding, and I already had a mind for people watching in psychology. And so I just ate it up. Uh, We looked at the secret. We looked at what the belief do we know to learn more about quantum physics as it pertains to spirituality and religion. Uh, We studied a lot of different things. And it was around the time I was 14 or 15, maybe even 16, that I realized that the way that I would gauge truth was saying it at what time and how frequently was it being said. Now, one story in the Bible stuck out to me, and that was the the Tower of Babel. And as the legend goes, um, we were all on one land. Let's say it was, um, was it, is that is it Pangea before the earth broke broke apart? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're all on Pangea, and humans are out there, you know, procreating. And the further back we go in the timeline, the closer we were to God. And they built, the humans of that time built this tower to get back home, to get back to the glory of being in heaven. And we were a little bit more connected then. We all spoke the same language. Uh, We had a heightened level of awareness of what we could be. And that human ambition was, like, strong. It's like, yeah, we're here, we're regular, but we could be so much more. So we start building this tower to just try to, like, connect and be one with, you know what I'm saying, get back. And God was like, yo, they're moving a little too fast. I'm going to have to break y'all up somehow. Being the case, all of a sudden, people don't understand each other. And then at that point, language became a barrier. So as human beings, we do what human beings do. We congregate with the people who can understand us because there's safety in numbers. So now, let's just say subgroup A is going to one side of Pangea, subgroup B is going to another side, et cetera, et cetera. Now you have the foundation of culture. And because I really like mythology, I've read um, myths and legends from China to Japan to um, a little bit of India, but more, you know, obviously Egypt and Greek and um, even Norse mythology. And there's just, there's a lot of similarities. And it makes me question, if the Tower of Babel uh story is true. That would explain why people were telling the same stories in different languages using words as metaphors, as Frederick Nietzsche would would tell you, or using words as metaphors to explain the things that we know or that we've seen. And just like the pattern of uh, a telephone game, over time, over generations, we went from oral stories and, and keeping history orally to writing things down. But by the time we even got there, the story is more convoluted and we're farther away from that consciousness because of the lack of unity and understanding all across the board. And even now when you look at language, it's never going to really be a direct, uh, like an exact translation, even in Spanish because of the way of, you know, syntax and how they structure sentences and stuff like that, and that goes across any language. We all have different letters. We have different phonetics. And yet a lot of our stories are very similar. Now, it could be over time that 
some of the details got convoluted or changed up for one reason or another, but with reality being stranger than fiction, it's likely that these people told the same stories from the beginning, but named those fallen angels as deities in different names or named those events that happened in different ways. And if I'm looking at it in today's time and I'm looking at these um, similarities and the underlining um, principles of things, then I can say, well, it must be true. Like the golden rule, for example. I'm sure treat your neighbor the way you want to be treated is a universal rule in every other language. Every single culture knows the golden rule. Who made it up? Who started it? That we have too many universal laws and truths that can apply and do apply and are written down in almost every religion, if not all religions. I don't know all the religions, but for the most part. Yeah, because it's like almost and that's what I would say. Exactly. Boy. So that's what I would say. It must be true then because originally, and I like to deal with the origin of things as much as I can, originally we all agreed that this is what was going down. But because of that first barrier being language, and then as we kept um, growing within our communities and our subgroups, now the barriers become culture. Now the barriers become belief. And that makes total sense to me. That sounds very logical. And so when it comes to what do you believe, whether someone else says it's a myth or not, is irrelevant to me. If you want to call Christianity a myth, and I'm believing in some sky daddy, and <laughs> you got people that used mm. to believe in a cupid flying around that would make people fall in love, a little cherub angel. Right. Okay. Well, That's what you believe. And um, there's some truth. New in Year's a little Eve. All the mythology. There's some truth in a little bit of everything. The only problem yes. is time. And the other problem is the people who are running our government are saying, this is what is better for the people. So I'm going to make this change or I'm going to implement this. And back then in the most barbaric of times, it was easier to say, I'm going to publicly cut off your head and make you do this so that by the time, you know, it's two generations down, now your question, well, we just do it because it's religion. Now you did it because <laughs> forced you to do it this way, and then you just stop questioning it after a while. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so as I'm studying these different things in relate to um, science and just uh, spirituality. I did um, have a time in my 20s where I had that same mentality. I was like, oh, you know, this is the white man's religion. And how can I, um, how can I really accept it as such when it's, it's used so horribly against me. And mm-hmm. I can see how the Bible can be used as a weapon. I can yes. see how the Bible can be used as a weapon. But it's no different than a contract being used as a weapon. It's words. Which tells me that once again the Bible was right. Words are powerful. It created the whole freaking world with words. Power of the tongue. Yes. So and and so everything that I've noticed even during those times, I never doubted that God exists, don't get me wrong, but it was a Christianity part that made me go, ah, I wouldn't call myself a Christian, I'd say spiritual. But then spiritual became, I believe in crystals and uh, witch covens, and I'm like, eh, so I stopped saying it. <laughs> but what I do mm-hmm. say is that my spirituality is based in Christianity. But I don't roll like the typical Holy Rollers. Right. Um, right. In my studies, 
I've come to understand that the reason why the Bible seems so convoluted is because it's not for everybody to understand. It's code. Ooh, say that one more so time. If you, don't, if you don't understand it, that's fine. That's 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 okay. I used to wonder. I used to wonder in the end times because I, I would always be obsessed with Genesis and Revelation. I don't know why, but I would be like, "What is this Revelation thing?" Like, because I'm I'm like, "Yeah, Genesis is the past, and I want to know where I came from." But Revelation is supposed to be where we going. So what are we doing, right? And I came across this number that I just could not fathom. It said 144,000. I said, what? You mean to tell me about me too. It's going to be less. It's but I get, less it to, I get it today, though. I said, I get it today, though. Exactly. And that, that's my point. Yes. And I'm like, there's only going to be, there's less than 200,000 believers in the entire world. Are you kidding me? And then today, I'm like, yep, that makes sense because we're going to hell in a handbasket out here. <laughs> the way this world is working. And the people you think is good are actually being led by other things because now it's so convoluted. It's so mm-hmm. blurred. Deceitful. You're yeah. likely to do something. So if you're not in alignment, if you're not clear on who you're praying to, and I heard you earlier, you said God is a title. Yes, it is. So is Christ. Right? That's a title. Apparently there were multiple Christ Mm -hmm. back then. But Jesus Christ is a specific one. You know what I'm saying? And so um, even with the fact that the matter is if you read in the Bible, um, you have God, but he has an unintelligible name. That's probably in the original language that was taken from us during the time of the Tower of Babel. Yeah, And so wouldn't it be nice to actually know the name of the Most High? Now, that's a relationship that I want to build, and that has nothing to do with mm-hmm. a physical church. That has nothing to do with a yeah. physical book. That has everything to do with me and the Most High. And I say the Most High for this reason in particular. First of all, I don't know God's real name. And just because it's a capital G doesn't mean I'm talking to the one that I need to be talking to. <laughs> Right, right. Secondly, and the way the media, the uh, entertainment uh, people is, because when they say God, they talking about some other God, and we, a lot of Christians, think they're talking about God. <laughs> but that's why you have to be like, especially at this point, it. you write you about. It. Yeah, you have to have discernment. You have to know. <laughs> no. You've got to know. Cause and you because can't rest. I'm going to tell you here on Ovasi Views, you cannot rest and have your faith in that word God. All right? Now, y'all go off on your path on that one for real. Go ahead, Queen X. <laughs> so I know that there's levels to heaven. There's like a, a level of um, ranks of angels and stuff like that. The same way there are levels up high there are levels below there are principalities that run in certain realms which is why you have people talking about the third eye and seeing things but not really seeing things with the natural eye and all that other stuff so yeah everything every realm has its you know order of ranks of you know officers or whatever and somebody in our realm might look at that and say, God. But I'm going to say the most high because that's, I'm going to try to get to the top. Oh, the top, top, top dog. I'm not talking to these other little peons. At the end of the day, if I'm talking to the most high, and that's what I that's what I call him. I even got specific when at some point I was like, the God of Abraham and Isaac. That's who I'm praying to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I I'm, feel you I'm, on that. I'm one. not saying like I'm not even saying like Yahweh and this and that because apparently that's supposed to be in this Y A H W H or something like that. And so they they don't have certain letters that we would translate in English in uh, Hebrew. 
And so that's supposed to be the Hebrew version of Jesus' name. I get it. And, oh, it was no J. How do you know they lying? It don't even matter. <laughs> yes, there is right. power in the name. Right. Don't get me wrong. But look at the example that Jesus said, whether fictional or otherwise, whether Jesus was a prophet or Jesus was a Christ or Jesus is the son of God, look at the example that he made. At the end of the day, he was like, I have, I am on a mission to show you what it looks like to be the ultimate human being. Okay. If you are not, if you are not striving to be that, if you are not striving to be that, then what are you doing? You're half-assing your life. You're here acting like you're walking in your purpose, but you're not. And that can go for these holy roller Christians, Baptists, Judas, whatever you want to say. At the end of the day, are you maximizing your human experience? At the bare basis, Mm -mm. what did Jesus do? He had top-notch faith. He stayed on course with his mission. He didn't let nothing distract him. He created spaces of light in this world, which is why he had to travel so much. Oh, he yeah. was kind Listen, to this is hot words, hot topics. I'm been so lost, you could never be found. And this is, we're going to go into a part three. I'm going to let you guys know, melanate on that right now. I don't know what it's like to be you. You don't know what it's like to be me. What if we're all the same in different kinds of ways? Can you, can you relate? We both know what it's like to be her. about that about being different yeah I mean we're the same we're like this tower of Babel and we used to be connected in my opinion I believe that we didn't even sound as great that vibration however I think that we communicated with one another like telekinetic type, like in the mind. I know what you're thinking, you know what I'm thinking, and that's how we're communicating. That's how we're able to really do this amazing thing as one. So, but that's my opinion. (laughs) Well, I mean, when you consider how close we were to being divine, it's easy to understand how that could be the case. Um, right. At the same time, though, you also have to understand that you have God's chosen people, and then you have people. So but who makes them chosen? Was, did you say that? Did you you have God's chosen people, and then you have people. But who makes them chosen? And so, well, that, Who said that, they were chosen? God that, that's a God question. I, I'm not God, but <laughs> but how do we but know this? How do we know that, that they are chosen? But listen, this is this is why I say that that's even the case. 
in Genesis, we're talking about Adam, right? And I'm reading it, and I'm just like, it never said that Adam was the first human. In fact, it actually implied that there was other human creations that were being made, but Adam was the first one to get the breath of life and therefore have a soul. As the story goes, so uh, I'm going to so, be devil advocate so, a little bit right here because I'm going to throw it out there because we're going to go into a part three, Adam. Christianity teaches about Adam and Eve, and I totally agree, even though they are mentioned in the Bible, they're not the first people, you know, at all, but it's mentioned. I would like to ask, like, who made the decision to make them mentioned? And another part, if you get into the metaphysical of it, Adam is the atom, A-P-O-M, and we're going to get into that in part three. We have about... Ten more minutes left. Um, X, I want to put that out there because yep, yep, people, yep, a lot yep. of people have their their own their beliefs and different whatever. And like I said at the the top of the hour, you know what I was given and what I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and three days he rose. But to hear other aspects of it. You know, the sun is rotating around the earth, you know, so it's open for everyone. And um, I would like to give you, like for you to take five minutes and uh, formulate uh, from from your area and your perspective, because we're definitely going to go into part three with living life after Christianity we only just, this is just the beginning. We didn't really get deep, deep. But Queen X, um, yeah, the, the the final words of what you want to say, dear. It's about your relationship. That, that's mm-hmm. my final word. Um, spirituality should be involved in your religion. But understand that they are two different things. Um on top That's the of bomb that, right there. Yeah. To echo your sentiments earlier, you get to choose what you believe. We've always had that type of free will. But I'll ask you this. Why do you believe what you believe? And if I ask you that question, you can't say it's because somebody told you or that you read it in a book. Tell me why you believe what you believe without those two reasons. And then give me an answer. If you can't, then you need to reevaluate how you've come up with your beliefs. Go and actively find evidence. Be open-minded to understanding that there might be something else. But whatever conclusion you come to after you seek, now you know I've done my I've done my soul work. I've done, you know, the the research. I've experienced certain things. Because at this point, the reason why I'm leaning back towards Christianity is because my personal experience has provided an abundance of evidence, not because I went to a church and felt bad and somebody said I should believe. And that's what makes my faith strong is because I have experience to support everything that I'm saying. Now, my experience ain't biblical. But if somebody somewhere is writing my story like I was a book in the Bible, best believe, <laughs> you know mm. what I'm saying? Faith was my my transition into having a stronger faith in the Most High will be recorded because of my experience. I got open to experiencing mm. God, to experiencing the Most High, and I've always chosen since I was a kid to use my powers for good you don't know what you're using your powers for, then be careful when you go exploring because you might find yourself attached to something you don't even really want, and it's going to end you. You will die spiritually Mm. and or physically, and you will lead others to destruction as well. We all have power. Use it for good. (laughs) But don't let your human interpretation of good impact that. 
Because mm-hmm. what you think might be good for people is egotistical. Show me evidence that this is good for people, and then we can talk. Now give them give them your um, your contact, you know, in case they have some questions for you because you brought up some very good points and. I don't know. Check your calendar to see if you are available November the 12th because I want to get a little bit more deeper into this. You brought up some really great points, so I want to get it together. So you let me know, then I'll let them know. But right now, give them your contact information so they may want to contact you and ask you questions about what the heck you was talking about today here on Hot Words, Hot Topics. Go ahead, X. Well, I'm always open to having conversations. We can go on IG Live with it. I don't even care. Um, my uh, Queen X literature is for, like, my poetry and creativity side. And um, my more personal slash business side is um, billionaire.bryt, Brit, billionaire Brit. Um, but you can hit me on either one, and we can have a conversation on Instagram. Oh yeah, you guys do that. Thank you, Queen X. She um this this young lady, I would have to say as I'm heading off uh here, very intelligent and as a poet, as a storyteller, awesome phenomenon. So you guys really make sure you follow her, tap in, you know, in what she's doing and what she has to say because she's a critical thinker, and that's one of the things I like about her. She got savvy in so many things. And um, I'm going to end it on here. She brought up the question, and I'm going to, like, leave a little bit. And it's like, you know, I left the church, which we've already said, church and religion, different religion is what Queen X said. Um, but that spirituality part, if you want to go into that, but some people have even taken that all off into some other different levels, you know, to keep picking things apart. So everyone, in my Ovasi view opinion, it's up to you where you want to follow, where you want to go. For me, I left the physical building of church. I did not leave the awesomeness of the Most High as Queen X mentioned because that entity was definitely the most high for me, but I would like to also add in, you know, the the feminine energy of it all, some Mother Nature, the universal, all of it, you know, in my opinion, because when I didn't have that, I'm going to Jesus Christ to pray, you know, I didn't have that anymore because in my opinion, I do not believe about Jesus the Messiah dying on the cross in, in three days. That's a that's a story for people to pick apart and you use it for what it's worth. When I was growing up, that was everything to me. You guys hear me? That was everything to me because this life, I've had a long, hard road, everybody. And then a few years ago, about at five, four or five years ago, could be longer than that. I would have to check it out, let you guys know when I come back. But I went through another phase of being without a home. I was living in Atlanta, and I was staying in a extended stay hotel. It was awful, my good people. And then I found myself, okay, you're not praying to Jesus Christ. What you going to do now? What you going to do now? Listen, I meditated, and I was in myself, and I was praying yes to the Most High and to the ancestors and to my grandma, (laughs) my mother's mothers. It was like, yo, one of my prayers was like, whoever, whatever entity that's out there, if you watching this shit on my play my movie of my life, Emil Ovase, I need help. And I'm going to tell you, and it was in those quiet moments to where all the answers came and for me to get the hell out of that situation that I was in. You know, I was promised jobs and then promised this, and when I got there, that shit went like that when I got there. 
And it was like, who do you believe in now? I'm going to leave it right there. Thank you again, Queen X, for coming on. And we're going to talk about more about this, this last story about living in Georgia and being without a home. Who do you believe in now? And again, living life after Christianity, I still hold on to some of those principles like Queen X stated. It's my foundation. I don't think I'll ever get away from that because those stories, whether they're actually human beings that live, I honestly doubt that. But they're great stories anyway. I love that we can reflect on them. And you know what? I think that is the best part. You guys come back November. We're going to get in to this. Yeah. 